Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and my co-host Justin Baker and I are excited for yet another top 10 all-time, this time, New York Islanders. It's what I live for. It's, it's <laughs> the only thing that gets me through my week. Uh, I, I'd say this list, in comparison to others, the top five or four or so were like, it was just deadlocked. Maybe the order can be different, but there's really, there's, to me, like, I'm going to be surprised if we have a different top four. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, even top five. I mean, I would be yeah. surprised. There were a few lists that were a little bit different, had some outlier players on there, but uh, if the lists were made by somebody who was an Islanders fan in 1981, then the list is real heavy on those players. But then again, my list is real heavy on those players because <laughs> the Islanders were freaking terrible in the nine like once you get past like 93 basically once mike milbury takes over uh the team is just a dumpster fire that's very true who trades away liberto luongo and zidane chara yeah on top of that like brian berard traded him away right and brian berard if he hadn't if hosa hadn't have ended his, ended his career i know he did come back for a, a half a season or whatever but he was literally blind in one eye and so he had to relearn how to see from one eye. And so all his depth perception is practically gone. You're not going to last long in a league with one freaking eye oh, rough. Uh, as, it, as it gets faster. But that guy, I mean, before you had a lot of defensemen that could really just skate and, and move the puck uh, during a time when a lot of guys were real big. He was a guy who was finessing his way through. And he, was, he won rookie of the year with the Islanders and everything. But. Did he now? Yes, that's I right. Believe, I always I, forget that. I think the Leafs traded Kenny Janssen for him. Kenny Janssen. Kenny Janssen. Like the definition of a middling defenseman that everyone thinks is better <laughs> than he is. Okay, well, with that said, uh, shall we dive into this list? Let's go. Okay, obviously, Kenny Janssen not on my list. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> who just missed yours? Uh, right now I got one future super, well, maybe superstar. I don't know if you want to call him that yet, but, uh, Matthew Barzell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Making my just missed. If, if he ever plays with John Tavares again, then maybe, maybe <laughs> he's he playing actually play. some pretty good two way hockey right he's, now, but he's, he's, he's a, he's a uh, good player. Yeah. I good player. Not superstar, but I don't know if he ever makes this list. Uh, I have my doubts. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Um, it always does. It, <laughs> I can't, I can't, um, I also have Ken Morrow making my just miss. Okay, yep. The only player to ever win the Stanley Cup and a gold medal in the same year. Wow. I'm glad you know that. Yeah. I there I mean there's that's that had has to have changed. Oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, I think uh maybe he was the first one to do that, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure well, no, I'm sure there were a couple Red Wings from two thousand two that won gold and won the cup. Maybe Brendan Shanahan, Steve Eiserman. Yeah, right? wasn't he? On, was he on Team Canada? I think no? he was injured during. Brendan that run. Shanahan, though. What? Shanahan was, was yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but I guess maybe he was the first. Yeah, that that's probably what it was. The first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Brett Sutter as well, making my just missed. Okay, uh, Brent Sutter on my list. Okay, uh, missing my list. Brian Burrard, who I just talked about. Yes. Uh, Bob Bourne, who did some did some damage, but. Uh, Miss, misses my list just barely, and he's ninth all time in scoring. So I'm sure maybe we'll get to him on yours. Uh, and then Butch Goring, who I put him on my just missed because different lists had him. I, I saw him as high as five or six on some lists that were a little more like New York Islanders 
heavy. You know, it was like maybe a, a New York a New York Times or not New York Times, but some some newspaper kind of doing an article about top ten Islanders and. He was on there because he, you know, he was rough and tough and he represented everything the Islanders were. And he was the missing piece of the Islanders before they went. He basically he gets traded to the Islanders at the trade deadline and they win the cup. Finally, you know, they had some good teams before that. and They finally break through, win the cup and said he was largely considered the piece that put them over the top. That tippity top. That's that's fair. Like he very well, he very well could have been. He, I think he had a hundred and what, hundred and fifty points, forty fifth all time, hundred ninety five points in three hundred and thirty two games. Uh, he had some really nice playoffs, but I, I'm not willing to put a guy in who is forty fifth all time in scoring. Yeah, let's. Like, I mean, Matt Molson had a better point per game average as an Islander, so. right? Right, <laughs> playing in two thousands. Well, there you go. You know, uh, yeah, there's there's a few guys that I would that I would put ahead there. Uh, I'm I'm sure heart and soul kind of guy. Um, and one more that I'll just throw out because I have his autograph. He is a part of my collection is good old Wayne Merrick. Wayne Merrick. He scored the Stanley Cup winning goal in 1980, I believe, when they first won the cup. Kudos so, to you. All right. I, I only know that because I have the point. I collect Stanley Cup winning goal scores. So, uh, yeah, that's the only reason why I know. Him. I, I truly had never heard of him before until I saw that list <laughs> and was like, oh, he's this guy scored a winning goal. And his autograph picture was like twelve dollars, probably because he's Wayne Merrick. The only time we're ever going to say his name on this show. True that. Let's never say it again. Sorry. Sorry, Wayne. Uh, we'll say Wayne again. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, OK. Number well, 10. Yeah. Number 10 for me is you kind of said heart and soul in there a little earlier. And I thought that was a great segue. Okay. Uh, heart and soul guy, Josh Bailey for me. Josh Bailey. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I I love this guy. I think he's 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 not a, a superstar. He's not one of those guys that's going to go out and just drive any line, drive any team per se. But to me, he's just been kind of one of those heart and soul leaders that this team is is needed over the last decade, and especially now that Tavares has skipped town, they don't really have much leadership. I would say outside of he and maybe Nick Letty, but what kind of leadership do you want to call that? I guess sure, I don't, I don't sure. know. Um, he does sit in the top ten in terms of games played for this franchise, not not quite yet top ten in terms of point totals. But again, he's he's not a guy who's going to go out and put up 80 points. He's more of your Mike Fisher type guy, 50, 60 points. Yeah, if he stays there for a couple more years, it's likely that he moves into the top 10. Right now, 449. 10 is Bobby Nystrom with 513. So needs, what, like 64 more points to get right. in there? And not much of a goal scorer either. So he's he's a setup guy. And I think, you know, being around guys like, you know, Barzell and, and maybe Eberle for a couple more years might help him crack that top 10. Okay. Uh, did not make my list, uh, but I, I like I like that you pick somebody who plays currently for the Islanders. I he is the only person on my list that currently plays for the Islanders. Okay, okay. I don't have anybody on my list that currently plays for the Islanders. Uh, my number ten is a guy actually just below Josh Bailey in all time scoring, but a guy who is. I think second all time in points per game for this franchise, and that is Pierre Turgeon. Okay, hits my number ten. He's a few more spots up on my list. Okay, yeah, he had three hundred and forty points in two hundred and fifty five games for the Islanders, and uh, I mean when you when you consider the regular seasons that he had with the Islanders, some of the best ever for the franchise, the one hundred and thirty two points that he has in ninety two ninety three. Uh, with 58 goals, I think is the best season any New York Islanders ever had in terms of points. 
so he makes my list because he just blew up with the Islanders. He he had had some uh, a couple nice seasons with the Buffalo Sabers prior to this, uh, but has his best season with the Islanders. And despite the fact that the Islanders, he really only went to the playoffs twice with them in the ninety two ninety three season. He has thirteen points in eleven playoff games. So uh, when they got to the playoffs, when they had a good team, he was he was right there leading that squad. So he's my number ten. All right, good call. Uh, number nine for me, um, one of the best hockey names I've ever heard of, uh, Ziggy Palfy. Oh, uh, yes, Zygmunt Palfy. Yeah, Zygmunt. Did he make <laughs> another, did he make a, a list of mine and another? He, oh, he actually, he, he made the LA Kings, Kings list. yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, so he was my number 10 for the LA Kings. Beautiful. I didn't make my Islanders list, but. Yeah, he actually had uh, some better productive seasons, I guess, if you want to call it that, with the Islanders, but. He, uh, he amassed an, an equivalent of 1.000 points per game playing with his team, 331 and 331. and uh, that's, that's actually an impressive yeah, feat. <laughs> straight, three straight 40-goal uh, seasons. So um, especially in the mid-'90s where goals were a little bit harder to come by, and I, I figure maybe you could equivalate maybe, you know, like his best season was 90 points for this guy. You could think of it as a, maybe 100, 120. 10, 15 point season in today's yeah, NHL. He was playing today. I mean, yeah. the fact that in 2000, 2001, well, it's with the Kings, but it's 89 points. But yeah, he, he, you're right. He does have some nice seasons with the Islanders. Yeah. And I mean, he could skate. He Three was straight minimum 43 goal seasons. Right. Fantastic skater. I mean, he he played he played hard for a team that just wasn't very good. I mean, you you can see they never made the playoffs during his tenure, unfortunately. So um, that's why I, I just can't put him higher on this list. And that and you know most of the other guys above him have at least made the playoffs. Okay, my number nine is Pat Lafontaine. Lafontaine played for the Islanders uh, mostly through the eighties. Was drafted third overall in eighty three, and he had some unreal seasons for this team most notably a 54-goal season with 105 points. Uh, not his best season of his career. That that happens in 92-93. I feel like a ton of players had their best year in 92-93. That makes sense. Like, all these guys had, like, 150-point seasons that year. Yeah, that was, like, at the, the peak of Mario and, and Wayne right before everybody started in, integrating well, but, that left-wing lock. But and, the peak of, of like, a Mario... Or you, or you mean kind of, like, the end of that, Mario? That era, yeah. Yeah, because... Mario Lemieux has 160 points that year. Freaking LaFontaine man. actually was second in the league in scoring at 180, 148. You've got Oates at 40, 142, Iserman 137, Solani 132, Turgeon at 132, McGillney 127, Gilmore 127, Robitaille 123, <laughs> and Recky 123, or uh, Robitaille 125, Recky 123. Ten guys with over 120 points. That's freaking unreal. <laughs> Freaking unreal. It was 21 people with over 100 points that year. We could get there soon, too, I think, the way the yeah, game's going. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that's that to me is is fun. It like, is fun. You don't want to have for everyone a goaltender, like but <laughs> 87 points leading the league in scoring. Good God, sorry, no. Jamie Ben, but... Uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, but yeah, New, New York Islanders, uh, Pat LaFontaine, unfortunately drafted right after the Islanders go and, and win all their cups. Uh but he was there in 93, 94, uh, or 83, 84, as the Islanders kind of start to fizzle out. They go on a couple couple long runs. He makes it to the second round a couple times, but uh, really not the greatest playoff performer, but definitely made it happen in the playoffs. And a guy who uh, I think if he had played now, 
he would have been an even better player. Like he was, he was small. He was 5'10", 183. And in the, at that time, that was tiny. That's when guys would destroy you. That was, he was real tiny. I want to say that he had some, some uh, injury kind of stuff happened to him. I, I think it was concussions. Yeah, it was concussions with Pat LaFontaine. I mean, you look at early in his career, uh, rookie season, he only plays 15 games. That wasn't due to injury. But then it's 67, 65. He really only played a full season one time his whole career. So unfortunately, uh, we didn't get to see maybe vintage LaFontaine all the way through, but he's my number nine. All right, that's fair. Uh, at number eight for me, I have a guy who's already made your list. Uh, that is Pierre Turgeon. Okay. So we've talked about him, and I'm just going to uh, skip along and skip over your number eight and just say at number seven for me is Pat LaFontaine. All right. So All right. So you just kind of have those guys notched a little bit. Yeah, a little bit higher. So you're number eight then. My number eight is a guy who was a part of, I, I believe, all four Stanley Cup winning teams. And uh, I want to say that he scored the Stanley Cup winning goal in one of those years. Uh, John Tonelli is the man. Uh, I think okay. he's, he scores in, he scored a bit, like I think it was in overtime, but maybe it wasn't in, it wasn't in the final game, but I know, he, I know it's Tonelli and Nystrom have this, this uh, back and forth feed with each other and, and they score the Stanley Cup winning goal. Uh, but yeah, John Tonelli, member of all four Stanley Cups, and I mean, in 81, 82, he's putting up 93 points uh, a little bit later after those those cup winning years. He put up 100 points for this team. And uh, he always was a guy who was showing up in the playoffs. I know he was a he was a mean player to play against, too, but always had it. He had at least 13 points in all their cup runs, 16, 13, 16 and 18 points. So was a, a crucial member of that cup run and uh, almost almost went uh, went to the finals or won the cup again in 85 86 with the flames where they fell short right yeah, yeah. he had he had 16 points there uh, so john tonelli my number 8 very nice and he won the gold with team canada in the canada cup in 84 that's true almost turned down an invitation too i was just reading about that and uh, yeah could you imagine just turning that one down well, yeah why would you do that I don't know, an idiot. Idiot. <laughs> uh, all right, so your number your number seven was LaFontaine. My yep. number seven is a guy who just missed your list, and that is Brent Sutter. Okay. Uh, he is ninth all-time in games played, and he's sixth all-time in points. He's got 610 points in 694 games. He won two cups with the Islanders. He was there for his last two. He was 19 and 20 years old. And uh, he also, geez, that guy, he won multiple golds in the world championships with, with Team Canada. He was a part of that 87 Canada Cup team that was just going to destroy everybody. <laughs> uh, in 84-85, he had his best season, 102 points in 72 games. So uh, Brent Sutter, though, comes in, you know, midway through the Islanders' dominance, and in his rookie season, uh, in the playoffs with eight points in 19 games, and the following year, 21 points in 20 games. So uh, definitely a big, you know, as as a team, it's your fourth year in the Stanley Cup Finals, looking to four Pete. Like you need to have some fresh blood, and Brent Sutter definitely was that. On top of that, he 
he was a a mean sob. He had a over a thousand penalty minutes in eleven hundred games, so almost almost a penalty minute for per game. So not a, not afraid to get into fights because when you look at his stats, he's got a several seasons that end in 65 penalty minutes, 105 penalty minutes. Like, Pretty good. <laughs> so. All right. That's, uh, that's my number seven, Brent Sutter. All right. Well, number six then. Uh, for me, Clark Giles. Clark Gillies. Gillies, yeah. Gillies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clark Gillies. Fourth all-time in scoring, 872 games. So he's, he's uh, fourth all-time also in games. Uh, just behind or just in front of Josh Bailey. That's very Who true. Will probably pass Clark Gillies this year, barring a uh, a healthy season. That's very true. Uh, but yeah, also big part of those cup runs. Yeah, for all four cup runs, all four. Yeah, he he definitely he was he was a little bit he was good in all those years. Uh, it was I think kind of starting to his body was starting to wear down. He was starting to miss games later on there uh, after the Islanders stopped winning cups he can he kind of stopped like you're you're talking cup year he's got 54 78 77 and then it just falls off 41 28 32 like he kind of has a a little bit more of a role a role playing uh just that third third line outside instead of instead of playing higher up where he was earlier on in those those cup runs yeah but. he was also a captain at one point for the islanders and he was also nominated for, uh, well, he never made top three, but he also got some votes for the Selkie. So had a little bit of two-way game yeah. to his game. Uh, probably the, uh, maybe where you have Josh Bailey as that, like, heart like and soul kind of yeah. guy. Uh, pretty, pretty similar there, too. Clark Absolutely. Bills. Okay. Well, we both have him at number six. My number five is the only guy in my top five that has played in the last... 20 years and that's john tavares same he comes in at number five for me as well yeah i mean fifth all time in scoring almost a point per game 621 and 669 669 games uh didn't have a lot of playoff success with the islanders i mean obviously we know uh, they they made it to the second round once and that was the year that they beat the florida panthers in game seven in overtime i remember that and john tavares scored the goal so uh, then they go on to get swept in the following round, <laughs> and that was that embarrassing. Was that. So, uh, and obviously no play, very little playoff success with the Maple Leafs yeah. thus far. Best best player the Islanders have had the last ten years by far. Yes, and uh, one one thing to note is the fact that he does have twenty seven points in thirty one playoff games, which like in modern hockey that's fantastic. You're almost at a point per game in the playoffs. You're you're doing something right. It obviously isn't his fault that his team didn't go far. Had nobody else on it. Nobody. <laughs> Besides Kyle Poso and uh, Matt yeah. Molson. <laughs> yeah. All the guys that John Tavares got helped to get paid. Right. In Buffalo, nonetheless. <laughs> okay. Here goes the top four. I, I, everybody has these four guys in their top four. Now it's just a matter of how highly rated do you put make a goaltender? Because I think that that's what changes your order. If you, sure. If you put more stock into Billy Smith, who's the goaltender for all all four Stanley Cups, he might be a little higher. I saw him as high as two. No, no, not going one. But uh, I only saw two different players at number one. And so where do you have Billy Smith in your top four? At four. Okay, so do I. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting when you look at 
the Islanders, definitely the most fascinating goalie rundown, I think, in the entire history of the league. Because their second winningest goaltender was their backup goalie. Right, during all those cup Chico runs. Chico Resch. <laughs> he got 157 wins and only 69 losses. 25 of those games were shutouts. He's got, in Billy Smith played 674 games and Resch played 282 for the Islanders. Resch has three more shutouts than Billy Smith. Yeah, Billy Smith never had a season where he had more than three shutouts. Never. I mean, and he actually had, well, let me see, one, two, three. I mean, yeah, about about four seasons where he actually had zero shutouts. So this I, that's, again, another reason when you look at the numbers, right? Yes, he came up with the wins, and I, I think a lot of that had to do with the team in front of him more than his actual play because when you look at the numbers, there wasn't really anything impressive. And, I mean, even for that era, right, you don't expect a lot of guys to – to have outstanding numbers like you do today, where it's like sure, two point sure. ten or eight nine, like somewhere in the eight high eight eighties, yeah, low, percentage low nine hundred, okay, absolutely, um, and anywhere below like three point three goals against average is pretty standard for that that time. But I mean, Glenn Chico Resch two five six a nine eleven save percentage, like pretty good when you compare it to Billy Smith's numbers, yeah, and I, the same team in front of him. Billy Smith, 485 so. penalty minutes, and he scored a goal. <laughs> he did score so a goal. Was that. So maybe that's why he didn't get the shot. He kept trying to score goals, and it would get intercepted, and they get scored on maybe. Stupid. No. <laughs> uh, but Bill, uh, nevertheless, uh, I think it's pretty clear from what people have to say about Billy Smith. I've, I've only you know seen highlights of Islanders winning the Cups in those years, uh, but I think largely considered – the most athletic goaltender at the time, maybe until like a Grant Fear comes in and and uh, is yeah, that's fair to say a little smaller and athletic. But Billy Billy Smith was a he was a not only that he was I'm pretty sure he was a, a pretty big guy. No, he was five ten. Just kidding, he wasn't a big guy. So uh, yeah, well, that, like he also played for the Islanders his whole career. Like how many goalies do you see that play for one team their whole career? Like it's Martin Brodeur. And that's, that's all I get. Like, honestly, yeah. as far as like a Hall of Fame goaltender goes, I can't think of too many that stuck Maybe around with Ken the Dryden, same team. But that was yeah, injury he related. Like eight years. Yeah. No, he just he just retired. Oh, that's true. Like, oh, yeah, he I did. Just don't want to play anymore. Because I think he he was in a contract dispute and just said, I don't need to play. That's fine. It's true. He had the TV deals going on afterwards anyway. So yep, yep. ABC comes up, pick him up. A politician. I'll say this yep. about Billy Smith. Uh, the way the Islanders deployed him, is like now how has nobody ever looked at what the Islanders did and go, wow, they won four Stanley cups and they're starting goalie. The most games he ever started in a year, 46. Yeah. Fresh. Keep him fresh. Dude, he was ready to roll. And I keep hearing debates now too. There, there's a lot of teams, especially Toronto pops up in this one a lot because you have such backup goaltender issues where they're like, Oh, we should consider starting Anderson on back-to-back nights. But, but, when your goalies are that bad, I mean, sure. Chico Resch is basically a Hall of Fame goaltender in and of himself. He was pretty good, yeah, uh, because he had he was he was good before he came uh, or after he left New York. He goes to the Devils and, and has some. He was he was on a real bad Devils team, but he kind of I don't know. He had to keep that ship afloat, I guess, as best as he could. But I mean, that's when the he goes to the Colorado Rockies and then he comes over the Devils. I mean, he played 61 and 65 games for those those teams in a couple of years and had some 
rough seasons. No, the Devils were bad. Real bad. But nevertheless, Chico Resch, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was actually, he was only there for the 1980 Stanley Cup championship. So only there for their first one. But uh, before that, was still their backup goalie, Billy Smith. So. Uh, okay, so that leaves us with one, two, three. Three guys. Let's do your number two. Number two. The deuce, Denny Potvin. Denny Potvin. Me as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I looked at, at Trottier and I, I thought, you know what? Okay, this guy gets the center who, in my opinion, might be the best goal scorer the NHL's ever seen. Maybe greater than Ovi, greater than Gretzky, in my opinion, easily. Um, yeah, his pure talent I is outstanding in terms of when you look at Bossy's goal scoring totals and for anybody who centers a guy like that, I think it's easy to rack up a lot of points. Now, Trache did go out and he he did put up some 40-goal, 30-goal seasons, um, which, uh, again, maybe back then wasn't as hard. I mean, that would be the equivalent of maybe trying to put up 20, 25 this year. But still, you, you get to play with Mike Bossy, and it's easy to acquire points where I think Denny Potvin, in a time where there weren't a lot of defensemen putting up big numbers, he just annihilated. I, I mean, you had your Paul Coffey's. And in your oars, but outside of that, there weren't a ton of guys putting up giant numbers like that. I mean, he still had five seasons where he had over 70 assists, right? And three other ones where he had over 60, three others where he had over 50. So the guy's numbers were incredible. He was a a setup machine. He also, I mean, he had six 100 point seasons and two other 95 and 96 point seasons. Yeah, three Norris trophies. I mean, he has, he's got the hardware to go with it. Brian Trachet. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Oh uh, well, Denny Potman did did equally as as I mean the fact that he he scored so many points he almost is a point per game, yeah unreal. he he was yeah just uh about eight points underneath a point per game which for a defenseman is un, unreal. The fact that he he never won the Hart Trophy is is like as a defenseman he had 101 points. He came in at number two at the Hart number I'm two in 75, 75 76 but that year. Bobby Clark got it that year. That's was, right. Was the year that I I believe it was nineteen. I believe it was that year. In the playoffs, they're uh, they're playing the Leafs. Oh no, it was was it seventy seven seventy eight. There was a year that this team was playing the Leafs in the playoffs, and the Leafs came back down three nothing and beat the Islanders. Oh yeah, the first seven. time ever. That Lanny McDonald scores the game winning goal in OT, and the Leafs the win. mustache. It wasn't the first time it ever happened. The first time it ever happened was against the Red Wings, and the Leafs did it to them. Don't like the fifty, yeah, or something like that. It was fifty-four, I think, fifty-five. <sighs> uh, okay, so you've got Denny Pavin at two, as do I. Which my guess, after hearing you gush about Mike Bossy, he's your number one, clearly, and Brian Trotche is your number three. And like I said, I we had the same exact top six. It just was kind of fell into place there. I saw one list that had Brian Trache at number one. And the only way that I think you could justify that is the amount of games played. You know, I guess you could go, well, he just didn't play the, uh, boss. He didn't play the amount of games. That's about it. That's all you got. He's second. That's a hard argument to make. The guy in 752 games had over 1100 points. (laughs) <laughs> in over 1100 games Trotche had 1300 points like the guy was just almost 1.5 points per game and seven point or 0.76 goals per game which is unheard of he only had one season where he didn't score 50 or more goals 
Mike Bossy. And that was in his last year when he was going through all those back problems. Yep. That forced him to retire. And he still put up 38. 38 in 63 <laughs> games. If he had played the whole season, he probably would have got 50. Absolutely. He got 60 many times. Four times. Four freaking times. Crazy that his second year was his, his uh, biggest goal-scoring season, but 69 goals. 69, 68, 64. It's crazy. Never won the heart, though, which always surprised me. Like, for a guy who was that important and that good of a goal scorer, just never, never yeah, got the heart. Yeah, wins the bing three times. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, if you think about it, like, you're going up against Gretzky, so. That's very true. And you had yeah, Bobby Clark. Yeah, and Bossy ends up with his, now granted, his his 126-point season, he and his 69 goals, and that is the year that he did 50 and 50. So you get 50 goals in 50 games, then he only scores 19 in the next 30. I guess maybe that's... Uh, that could hurt you. Maybe, but still, I mean, that's just a... That's like a bias towards the end of the season. Who has a hot streak? Like Remember that year that Corey Perry went on a crazy hot streak at the end and scored a ton of goals? Everyone just kind of forgot about what happened in the first 40 games. Just remembered the rest. Uh, ironically, though, Brian Trache actually wins the heart the year that he gets uh, his 69 goals. Okay. So Brian Trache ends up with 87 assists. Uh, also, Denny Potvin was fourth in, in heart voting when he had his 101. That's the year he had his 101-point season. So mm-hmm. I guess, unfortunately for Bossy, he scores 69 goals and a defenseman on his team gets 101, <laughs> 70 assists. Two guys on his team had, between the two of them, 157 assists. That's crazy. And Gretzky still had more than that. I know. <laughs> yeah, in one year. Uh, okay, well, that's our New York Islanders list. I mean, if you have something else, uh, try and convince us why, because I, I certainly can't come up with any reason why you would ever put Brian Trache ahead of, of uh, Mike Bossy. In term, at least in terms of like, hey, he was the best. Maybe if he, it's like, all right, he played a ton of games. And he was the he was the captain. I, I guess you could, you know, you can make the argument that all right, you know, he also he goes on to to win the cup with the Penguins a couple years, and but he really was just a like a role player for those Penguins at teams. that point. Really yeah, didn't do a whole lot. Seven, he had fourteen points in forty four games in those two playoff runs, but. uh yeah, I mean, Brian Trache, really nice player. Obviously, like a great Hall of Fame guy. Uh, Steve Eiserman constantly compared to him, but I'll take Steve Eiserman all day. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. All right, well, that's our list. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk and let us know what you thought of it. And we will talk to you guys soon.